Welcome to Curly's Mailbag, the Queensland preview show. I've got the man, the myth, MJ. He's been on fire lately. Midweek, he keeps his powder dry, but he still picks off, you know, the odd runner in Rockhampton. And he's back end of the week is a very busy time for him, and it'll be no different this week. It's Eagle Farm on Saturday, Curls. How excited are you? Um, you can tell by the expression on my face that I'm really excited about the weekend. Well, I'm always excited about Saturday. I love that the calendar is back to normal and we're just jamming the races into us on a Saturday. Gives me a few days to prepare and um, just, like you say, try to pick the eyes out of them during the week where there's where I think there's an opportunity. And um, yeah, it's always good to have the, the big double header. I feel like you can get a good day, a good few days build up, and then you've got you know Gold Coast, Brisbane during the day, Toowoomba on the night. And my love affair with Toowoomba was rekindled on the weekend. Um, <laughs> so it's the first, it's the first decent win that we've had uh, for the set um, in a month. So. On, uh, we're going to say we're on a roll, one week in a row. Mm. <laughs> yeah, usually Gold Coast and uh, the Metros have been your happy hunting ground, but all the mailbag boys are performing well at the moment. Pistol got a couple of big price winners yesterday. Uh, Dico returned 30 units uh, from about you know, 10 or 11 outlay, which is huge. So the timing coming into spring is, is ominous. It's curls, obviously, you, you'll still do your patch, but how do you cope with the workload now, all of a sudden, you know, the big, the big races in Melbourne and Sydney are going. Obviously, you put some attention there with so much money in the pools. And uh, yeah. how do you keep motivated to do so much racing? Well, uh, I think, you know, just I suppose you because it's you're just grinding away during the year, you can sort of get a little bit um, over racing and you sort of forget, you know, you sort of forget the, the horses and, you know, the good racing and, and sort of what attracted you to the sport in the first place. Um, and I think it wears you down after a while. It certainly does for me. I'm obviously I'm a little bit older and more cynical, but, you know, the, the continued, <laughs> continue, you know, rhetoric on if you accidentally have the volume up on, on the telly when you're watching Thoroughbred Central, for example, and you just got that consistent one, you know, 90 seconds, every 90 seconds you get bombarded with the Everest, the Kosciuszko tickets for sale. Every horse that wins the race is going to be set for the Everest, the Kosciuszko, the country championship, the provincial championship. I think you, know, you just get bombarded with it. Um, I think it wears you down after a while and it's um, it sort of probably get, it's probably got the better of me, I reckon, a little bit, especially in the winter months, betting on wet tracks and losing. It's sort of just all, you know, it's just a shit time of year. And now you see a bit of sunshine and, you know, a couple of these nice horses returning. Uh, it sort of does sort of rekindle your interest a little bit. And I think it's a lot easier to work through good meetings, um, you know, in good weather anyway, for me, on, on nice firm tracks where fast horses run fast rather mm. than those heavy tracks where fast horses get slowed down. So I think you work, I think you enjoy your work more um, and then, I don't know. I think just the excitement about the, the Melbourne races in particular for me. I'm not a massive Sydney fan as such. Um, yeah, I just I just like the Melbourne Spring Carnival. Maybe a bit biased because I grew up there, but um, it's just exciting to see some see some sun and some firmer tracks and and some horses that are, some nice horses starting to uh, emerge. It just makes it easier. Mm. I reckon. Interesting to see how Wisdom of Water goes with uh, Mick Price down in Melbourne now. Looking at Eagle Farm, it's a good four at the moment, Rail, plus two and a half. 
looking at bomb.gov.au, which you should do before you look at every meeting, um, there's 8 to 10 mil perhaps in the afternoon, which puts a little asterisk over the meeting. It may or may not hit by the time that they're racing. We may end up with a, a good track and the storm might miss, but, you know, often they come early. Uh, yeah, look, 26 degrees in Brisbane, sort of that around that forecast, I think, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so leading up. So we're getting into that time of year. I know it's still early August, but, uh, you know, traditionally, you know, a few warm days in Queensland, you know, a little bit of sun out, a bit of humidity sort of picks up and it ends, it ends in a storm somewhere uh, normally, you know. So, um, you know, if we get a few days of, of warmth and a bit of, you know, a bit of moisture in the air, well, I think there's sort of potential forecast, you know, potent, but forecast is for a potential sort of thunderstorm. So that could be 25 mils dropped in an hour on Dooman or nothing at Dooman and uh, and nothing at Eagle Farm or vice versa. Like it's pretty localised. So yeah, definitely worth keeping an eye on. We've seen a couple of meetings deteriorate here pretty quickly when we've had the rain uh, over the last three or four or, four or five weeks. So um, certainly, certainly one to watch and just got to be very mindful when, you know, attempting to take any early prices. Um, of how mm. much change. Uh, saw that a few weeks ago with my stuff. You know, I had a strip out a few weeks ago. Uh, the track, I think, might have been a five, and then we just got rain throughout the day and just completely deteriorated uh, and didn't get through the last race. So, yeah, it's a big factor. Now, you've um, you sent an early bet for subscribers, so anyone late to the party, you might resend that tomorrow, but you like one later in the card. But let's look at the, I guess, one of the... Nice races is uh, race two, the 1,200-metre race with the three-year-old fillies. Hishikano uh, with Alex Patsis on board. Opened up favourite. And, oh, yeah, maybe we can talk about what happened in its ride last time and get your opinion on, you know, how it got beaten last time. But it's opened up 210. You've got Mashani Miss, 280. Tycoon Evie, 750. Sizzle Pearl. $12, Georgie's Pride, 19 Red Wabbit, 26 I'm Magical, 41 and Trust in Aloha, a similar price. Starting with a favourite, what went wrong last time and what do you think of its chances here? Uh, I'm against it. Um, it'll start closer to $3 than $2. Um, Said this somewhere before too. I think I said that first up and it won. Uh, look, won a, won a heavy track first up. So there was no excuse on second up on the track conditions. She was a bit of a pig behind the gates and difficult to load. That's her as a horse. Um, you know, then the she's jumped fine. Um, she sat one out, one back. Um, you know, she's probably three deep from the 400 trying to improve in the race. The, the eventual winner was, um, you know, outside the leader and, and uh, Fleet Dove and, you know, it's subsequently ran since and over-raced um, and got beat. Um, look, she was there to win at the 100. You know, she sort of, she did measure up to them. Um, only got beat a small margin, but look... You could argue that if there was an apprentice, if there was a senior jockey on, he might have got up the filly a bit, a bit earlier and got her rolling, and you know really lifted her late. It was a bunch finish as well on that day. Um, you know what was there four across the line or something like that. Four of them went across the line with not much between them. So um, there is no way that that was a run of a horse that should be even money this week. Um, 
at all. You know, like what, I'm just looking at it quickly here. There was like, you know, a long neck between the four of them as they went across the line. Mm. So, Big question mark. Bunch finish is a question mark, definitely. Um, you know, she had a, a nice, easy run in transit. They've still finished off well, but she just wasn't good enough. And that's a, that's the concern for me. Um, add to that, she's had to go back to the jump outs to get barrier pass. So she went back to the jump outs. She was difficult to lie, did lie, did jump out, didn't get past. And then she, so she's had to, sub, so had to go back again to the jump outs. Uh, so she's effectively had two trials since this. Um, mm. That's a bit of an ask. Like they had to give her, a, they had to go around, obviously. Um, you know, to, it had to get in, loaded in the gates. So um, you know, to get past it, go back to the races. So there's a couple of knocks there. So the, the jocks are knock. Uh, for me, the gate is a is a touch of an, an issue as well. Um, you know, she's because she's a bit of a pig behind the gates, this horse. You know, if she jumped like she did last start, you know, she wasn't slow away, but she wasn't, you know, she doesn't ping the lids. So, mm. you know, she's got a tricky enough gate where she's going to have to make some decisions, you know. Um, I don't know if it's only gate four, but that, it sounds, that sounds silly. But Yeah, in a, in a small field, sometimes you can end up three wide. So you're going to have a couple of horses inside you that are going to hold their, that are going to want to hold their spot. Sizzle, Pal, mm. Tycoon, Evie, uh, particularly those two. And then you've got horses directly outside you that are going to just sneak straight back and, and drop straight running line fence. So, you know, Mashani missed that's, you know, it was a good winner last start that we were on who's drawn wide and you know, sort of anticipate going forward. So, She's still got to find the right spot. I know it's a big, long, straight eagle farm. Rah, rah, rah. Don't care. It's not an even money chance. Um, I'm keen on... Oh, look, we are on Mashani Miss last start. Um, I keep saying that because we took $12 and it started about 7 and got the job done. Started 8. Knocked off the uh, spruce. <laughs> knocked off the sprue horse in Blue Zebra. This is a different proposition this week. This is 1,200. This is the first time that this horse has got out to 1,200, um, which is always, uh, you know, a, somewhat of a question mark, I suppose. But, look, it was good. Um, yeah, like, it, it, it was a good win. Done a bit of work both ends, you know, led and then held Blue Zebra out, made, made Blue Zebra worked across it, and then James Zorman was straight off the fence and made sure Blue Zebra had no peace. So... Um, I thought the win was full of merit, and you know it can definitely go up. Can definitely go on with it again. Um, taking a small position early on the eight, Tycoon Evie. Um, I think this horse is a full sister to Winning Rupert, that uh, very smart animal that Bjorn's is it? Yeah, Bjorn, Bjorn trained Bayern. <laughs> trained it. Um, now, this horse was, we were on this uh, small win, big place on debut behind Blue Zebra. Um, I'm not saying it would have beaten Blue Zebra, but it would have been a totally different race if this horse had the blinkers on, which it wore in its jump outs. Mm. The horse has jumped like three quarters of a length in front and then restrained and sat three deep. I would have yep. loved to see this horse up outside Blue Zebra and making a race of it. Not saying it would have won, but, mm. it, you know, it was... A lot of improvement in this, in this filly. Uh, she has jumped out since. 
she did wear blinkers in the jump out and she um, did not get out of second gear. She's a very nice mover. I would not be surprised to see this horse with the, you know, on the minimum with the blinkers first time from the gate. This thing will spear straight to the front. And I think that she's a very, very big chance. I think she's a really good, she's a nice looking filly with plenty of upside. Uh, Rex Lip does, you know, he's pretty astute. Knows what he's doing. Always got a good horse in his yard. And um, I think this is this is a pretty nice filly. And when I say pretty nice filly, good enough to be winning multiple races on Saturday in Brisbane. Even though mm. she's a maiden against some horses that have won races, I, I like this filly and I think she's um, over the odds. One other thing, one other reason why I've taken the early quote because Kishikano like, is a bit of a pig behind the gates. And if she's a late scratching, uh, you know, we're still going to be on at the good price because I think mm. it's for her anyway. So, um, you know, so there's, just, there's plenty against Kishikano just with her manners and everything else. And I think yeah. either way, this she is... She will drift. Yeah, good time to bet it. Right price here, yeah. Yeah. It's why you're the best in the business. Now, the other race we're going to talk about today is Eagle Farm Race 6, over 1,200 metres, three-year-old race. Uh, return with honour has come, come up favourite. There's a couple of horses in here that this is actually not a bad race, this three-year-old race. Return with honour. I'll go through the market first. 240, super effort, 270. Nice winner last start at the Sunshine Coast. A few people might have that in their black book. Clearview start, $10. Mashani Fraudster, 14 Boom Spender, 23 Acrobatic, Simple Fly, Simply Fly, Vanderland, all around the same quote. And then Real Fine Wine, Master Red and Safe Work, $35 or better. Interesting race. Is it what? Mm. A couple of horses coming up to Sydney. From Sydney, crossing the border into Queensland. What's... I hope they're disinfecting the head collars. Well, I'm glad I'm glad I didn't rabble on about race two and left us some time to talk about this race. Um, <laughs> how, how's the um, how, how how about the state of this uh, this new this racing New South Wales administration? Are they just making stuff up on the fly? Um, no, they got they got information that COVID spreads if you put a couple of horses on the float. Yeah. Don't disinfect the head. Oh well, no, it doesn't even matter if you infect, disinfect the head collars. Mysteriously, it's the COVID's just going to jump jump the border with these horses. So it's hang on, no, you're half right. Only race horses because brood mares oh. are allowed to go to stud in New South Wales from Victoria. Yeah. All oh, right, so that's different, so different, 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 different story. How do different, the, different head collars? I think on breeding stock, the racing stock, maybe. I don't know. Um, they, I know that Racing New South Wales were acting on information, so maybe for clarification, that information could be um, could be tabled. Um, we had an incident here last week, actually, a Matty Dunn runner, Accela. Um, there was a delay um, when it was... Uh, look, I don't know. You, you read the stewards report, it's complete... Oh, it's just crap. Um the reality is, is it was, I think the, the, the story on course was um, stable hands that travelled with the horse were, a, were at a hot spot previously and were, were marched off course to get um, COVID tested and then uh, were to get back to the stewards with the results. And that was that's what constituted the delay last week. So um, 
anyway, here we are. Another New South Wales horse sent up here to try and derail racing in Queensland by New South it's Wales. Isn't it? Incredible tactics. I don't know. Just, anyway. You know, New South Wales cases just ballooning. Uh, I just don't see yeah. how the Queen's prediction. New South Wales can ban Victorian horses, but they can still travel horses north anyway. I suppose we can only deal with what we've got in front of us, and that's um, return with honour for Gerald Ryan because he wants to kick this horse off on a good surface and he can't find one in New South Wales because it's a bog hole. It's all the runoff into Randwick and drainage problems. I did read about that, about the... uh, you know, while I was brushing up on a little bit of my civil engineering skills <laughs> that I don't have. I read it. I read an article somewhere. <laughs> I read an article about how there has been some, some works around, you know, the suburb and basically the runoff onto the racetrack is why I can't drain. Um, not the actual track itself. It's the runoff from the buildings around it and works around the track. You'd think it was... you think Sydney would be warnable. I... I I'd, I'd nearly challenge that Warnables had better surfaces all year than what Randwick and Rose Hill have had. It's just phenomenal, the amount of rain and irrigation that, that's gone onto those tracks. Obviously, yeah. my horse, Britannicus, is down at Wild Racing doing a fantastic job there, but Warnables meant to be the, the wet and wintry, uh, you know, tracks. Here they are in Sydney. It's just beyond belief. Are they, it just seems like they're not investing enough money in their, their mm. strategy or Track preparation is just out the window. It's just, but who knows what happens up in New South Wales? It's all a closed shop. So That's right. who's going to write a story about it? Like who's going to shine any light on, on what's what's wrong with the place up there? You cannot get any uh, critique in the, no. in the local people. Look, everyone's just run completely scared of this bloke. I'm uh, I'm not critical for the sake of being critical either. I, I think my frustration on most things is just born out of you know the want to be better for um, for the industry. I think um, is the source of of my gripes now. Whether that's uh, you know the quality of jockeys or lack of in Queensland we have we have meetings getting called up because of lack of jockeys, but you don't see anything from racing Queensland. It frustrates me, you know and. Similar thing in Sydney, I suppose, with the tracks. You don't hear anything. You just want it to be better, you know. Just people continue to bash their head against the brick wall, and um, you know, turnover. I don't know. I don't follow New South Wales racing strong, strongly enough, so I can't comment really on the turnover. But it's hard to see the figures, mate. Yeah, well, you not don't transparent. You don't not, know. Not transparent. Anyway, Gerald Ryan, too clever. He said, I'm not running <laughs> return with honour on a bog hole shit track in Sydney. I'll send, it to, I'll send it to the Sunshine State on a nice firm eagle farm service to kick off. So I suppose this, this return with honour has chased the right horses home, hasn't it? Like, um, you know, we had three good, you know, three barrier trials before winning at Ramwick, leading all the way. Got beat. That was a heavy... Heavy track when Celsius. Black Opal. Black Opal's better. It's better run. won on a heavy track, and then it was like everyone on Sky got on the wheel and pumped it up, and it was like two dollars into a dollar twelve to win the Golden Slipper off that run. Mm. Um, you know, just like they do there uh, with their promotion and, and spruik of horses. Um, like Nature strips into a dollar oh seven for the Everest off its trial the other day. 
Uh, and then it ran third to Prague, you know, so it's chased some decent horses. Um, mm, the Barbaric form's good. That's probably its best run, Barbaric. People remember Mimi, Mimi LeBrock as a horse, and it's uh, yeah. Barbaric's out of, or by I Am Invincible out of Mimi LeBrock. So there's good enough form there, and I guess it's a matter of can it do it this time around back onto the dry surface, which and, and I suppose you, the thing, the, the you thing, argue that. Yeah, and, and, the, and the gate, like where, where do they go? That's the other thing. Um, like I've sort of, I'm sort of looking at sort of midfield with cover on mine, you know, for the work I've done thus far. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see sort of where it gets. Um, super effort. Well, uh, I think we we're on that too, actually. The service might have been on that. Um, sure. Big Waller man these days, aren't you? L. Dittman Waller. Little trumpet. I wouldn't say that I'm the only punter in Australia that can get on the right Waller horse at the right time. But, um, geez, we've had a run together lately. <laughs> um, Christopher John, is it Christopher John? CJW? He's too good of a trainer to let happen what was happening up here with those horses that were just going around day in, day out and going no good. Robbie Fraud used to ride a bit for Christopher John. It, I don't think there's any coincidence that he's been given that and uh, Lukey Dollars Dittman's got on board and they're, he's riding with them everywhere. Look, it, it, they've obviously made a change there and it's working. Um, so you can sort of follow their horses. And I thought this win was, um, you know, look, it was short, blah, blah, you know, it was expected to win. It was heavily backed and it, it was only at the sunny coast in a maiden. But, you know, those I reckon those Waller horses have, like a, like a very common characteristic, you know, with their head carriage and the way they gallop. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's like you see those good Waller horses, they just seem to, like, you know, to, to really sort of, I don't know, it's like they've got their head down and they're just really, you know, when they're asked to charge, they just really sort of, you know, like dig in and charge. And this horse, it's, it, I've seen something, it traded something like 10 or $16 or in run or something when, the leaders kicked on the corner and he was just sort of like gathering that momentum. And then, mm. you know, the Waller runner sort of half head sort of neck on the side a little bit and just sort of dropping the shoulder and really charge into the line. And once, um, once Dippen give this thing a kick and, you know, it, it attacked it well, sort of not sure exactly on the map, you know, where it gets to, you know, from the one gate, you don't sort of normally see these sort of horses, you know, wanting to lead, but, um, mm. Sure, it's going to be right there, and it's a matter of whether something takes it up. Uh, the other horses are pretty well exposed on all their, you know, with their form. Um, one way. What about the Toowoomba horse? Yeah, I was going to say the Toowoomba other... horse. Simply fly eight seventy races. Obviously, are they are they just trials for some of those good horses? How do you quantify a horse going from eight seventy to twelve hundred? Like down in Victoria, that'd be. I'd say that that'd be a no no. Or you're more likely to see a horse go from a 900 metre or an 855 to a 1,000 or an 1,100 metre race in Victoria. But up in Queensland, what is, what's the 870 from Toowoomba to, to 1,200 like? Navigate us through that. Yeah, look, it's normally a no. Um, like you say, like tw even 1,200 first up in Queensland for me is a little bit of a, like I have to dig really deep into that because my first, my natural position is, well, that's a negative. Um, I don't know, mm. it's just a Queensland thing, you know, we have 800 metre races, we have 870s, we have you know, 900s at all the provincial tracks. 
Um, and then you get to a proper racetrack like Eagle Farm and, you know, they're 1,000, 1,200. So, um, look, I was we, – we found this horse for the service off the jump outs. Uh, we backed two horses in the race. The second horse out of this race um, was, was going to be a better result, Blue Harmony. Um, you know, it's race since subsequently failed. Um, but, you know, like short course races, they don't really count um, per se. It's sort of like real good form races. You can only like look at the horses for what they did out of it and treat it like a trial going forward. I would have sort of probably preferred this at a thousand a second up, but mm. um, it is a month between runs. It has had a jump out since. Look, it shouldn't have won first up. Um, it sort of got inconvenience at the start and put in a little bit of a rough stride, half a, you know, half a little buck sort of thing. Um, still managed to balance up, pick itself up and, and win, which is a pretty good effort. So I also sort of thought this horse could go on with it. Um, certainly one that's, you know, could be over the odds here uh, at the price, but you're taking that premium price because of that, you know, because of the, exactly what you said, the 870 to 1200 is a, is a big question mark. I'd, it's hard to see any, you know, massive reasons for a firm outside of um, stable confidence. And uh, like I said earlier about Rex Slip, he's astute trainer. He, he doesn't, you know, he, he won't take him to town unless he thinks they can run well. And uh, particularly for these owners, um, Eureka Stud colours here, um, you know, they've had plenty of success in Queensland and, and with Rex as well. So, look, this horse is not down there to make up the numbers, I wouldn't have thought. And, um, you know, it could well measure up on, on what we saw on debut for sure. Mm, so the two favourites and, and the Toowoomba horse, the, the way you're thinking there. Look, because it looks like a really strong card throughout the day. You've got Super Contender. Uh, there's, there's some really, really good races. Skate to Paris heads up another field. I'm going to goal. It's it's probably one of the deepest and best cards that I've seen in Queensland, I think, for, for a while. Like, yeah, so they are. It, it is a strong attack. Yeah, look, even if you look at that um, open handicap, you know, you got a horse like Snitch who's um, resuming. He trialled uh, super. You know, he's had, um, he's had a couple of barrier trials now. Uh, his last one was particularly nice. Uh, you know, he's a gold market winner last start. You know, ch- chased... Queensland's best horses all the way through last prep, you know, horses like Nick and Nova, et cetera. So, yeah, like it's, a, it's not a bad open handicap uh, and it's not a bad day all around, really. It's um, plenty of exposed form there in those other races. So nice, firm track at Eagle Farm and hopefully we can continue our winning way. We've had a couple of good winning sets the last couple of Saturdays. Um, just being able to adjust on the run, you know, it's the things I spoke about, you know, we've seen last week, like I had a couple yeah. A couple of early bets at Dooman because I thought the track would play a certain way. And then after the first couple of races, it was just like, take those sheets, rip them up, and we have to bet on the run here. And, you know, we ended up backing a couple of winners later in the day, which were well under my originally rated price. But when you adjust on the fly and, you know, with this service, the way we operate, that we can that we do bet late as well as early. So it does, you know, we do cover all bases and we're able to get away with a win. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to change my pants when Nick and Ova came from Ron down the outside. We sort of spoke about how it probably wasn't be there, ready there, but wow, right. what, a, what a performance over unsuitable trip. Yeah, unsuitable trip and around Durban, which we sort of anticipated with favoured leaders, and he's and he's gone like a jet, uh, Nick and mm. Ova. 
Look, I know it was a close finish there, but it was interesting to note that not one apprentice jockey rode a winner um, on Saturday in town. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of small margin results there, but, you know, you could argue that the senior jockey sort of lifted them late. But, um, yeah, interesting to note that, you know, we've got some... I said this on the deep dive. We've got some apprentice jockeys riding in town claiming three that still claim two in the provincials. So, you know, they're getting to town really early and um, and still learning their craft. So... Um, you know, I'd rather steer steer away from those um, those types of shorties with the you know inexperienced jock on at this stage. For uh, as not necessarily as a rule, but it's certainly a form factor in Brisbane. Mm. At the moment. Yeah, if you um, I've watched the last couple of weeks of the deep dive uh, very closely, and if I guess you're learning about betting and watching races and stuff like that, I think it's must see viewing. Even the one that we, you've just missed out probably on a on a Monday. If you haven't seen that, go back. To the Melbourne website or head to, head to the Betfair Hub and have a look at the deep dive and make sure that that's part of your Monday night or Tuesday routine uh, for, for betting because the amount of stuff that the boys give away on how to improve your game is unbelievable and I guess it's just like a fearless critique and you know well, a deep lens look that you that you get from other uh, other channels so must I see suppose, I suppose we're able to talk about it like it does it it could come across that we're sort of having a crack at a jockeys or trainers or whatever else but it's certainly not that it's it's just um, being able to have an honest critique of, of the data and, and the wagering information and then you overlay that across what you see with your eye and you can start to pick up some patterns and you can start to see the stories behind and the reasons behind certain horses uh, firming or drifting in some cases. So, uh, mm. yeah, well worth a watch. All right, so Curls this week has got Gold Coast, Eagle Farm. He might have something out wide at uh, Roma or a place like Kilcoy on the Sunday, but he's going to have his work cut out. He uh, he loves Eagle Farm and he loves the Gold Coast, so make sure you jump to the mailbag.com.au if you want to see more. But I think the one he's given away there is uh, Super Evie in race two is the early value play, so make sure you're on that. Around seven or $7.50 in early market. Sorry, Tycoon Evie, race two, number eight is his best. Um, and the rest of the free tips will be in the mailbag EDM on Friday. Well done, Curls. Keep up the good work. Cheers, mate. Talk to you soon. Good luck. See you, brother.